right we got a long time to go in that galaxy far far away we're talking star wars star wars here on post show recaps the final podcast about star wars the phantom menace ever and we'll never have another star wars the phantom menace podcast again this is it this is the end it's done we're finished it's over. Well, we're almost finished. It's almost over. We got one more to go. This is the format of a long time to go. We're really putting the emphasis on a long time to go, where we spend like three-ish weeks talking about a single Star Wars thing. You like it? We're at the end of the first one. Did we? This isn't a rhetorical question. I'm recording live right now. I can get instant feedback. Jess Sterling says, loved it. The Ariel that sucks says, damn, but I don't think that that has anything to do with what I've just asked. Grace says, we love it. We love it. Ariel says, incredible. Tessa says, I loved all of it. Well, this is just fantastic. And another reason why I'm so thrilled to A, be doing this in front of a live studio audience here in the Post Show Recaps Patreon Discord. Maybe sign up. You could be here for the next feedback show that we're doing. Maybe we'll do all of these live. Who knows? Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. So that was A. B, is I'm thrilled to be doing this podcast with my friends, with my friends who have joined me for the final Phantom Menace podcast. I'll start with the one who is uh, currently unmuted of the two, of the two guests who are here. One of them is currently unmuted. And uh, that's DJ LaBelle Klein, everybody. Hello, Josh. I have one question. Yeah. Are you an angel? <laughs> Excuse me? An angel. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be uh, sifting through the dregs of what's left with this movie that you haven't already talked about. Oh, my God. I think often the dregs is where it's at as a podcaster. Uh, uh, I mean, if I've known anything from listening to weeks and weeks of the uh, RHAP B&B during Survivor season mm-hmm. and the Wiggle Room, yes. by the time you get to the end of the week... Wiggle uh, Room was dregs. I mean, that's, that's where you, we, we lived on dregs in the exactly. Wiggle Room. Exactly. That's yeah. when you have the most fun yeah. is uh, when, when, you know, when you're grasping for straws, you it's build the, a straw it's house. The, the little crispy bits that have fallen to the very bottom of the fry basket. Those this, are the best bits. This podcast is the fond of a long time ago. Yes, this is it. You know, this is what we've all been waiting for. And of course, we can't do this alone. So thrilled to welcome them to a Star Wars podcast. Brooklyn Zed at the start of 2020. Indeed, the start of even 2021. Would you have imagined finding yourself on a Star Wars podcast? (laughs) So many things have happened in 2021 (laughs) that I did not expect. And yet, somehow... Here we are talking about <laughs> uh, a film from 1999 that I know almost nothing about. So that seems you know, brand for me. That, that <laughs> Late feels 90s, unfair. early 2000s media is, seems to be my wheelhouse. It feels unfair for you to say that it's uh, 
it's a film that you know nothing about. Considering, Zed, you watched The Phantom Menace twice in a month. Two times. Two times in the span of about three weeks. Although one of those times... Why? Yeah, Melissa is asking we have our, we why. Have our first, we have our first official question <laughs> of the feedback show. The first official question of the feedback show comes from Melissa Woodward. The question is, why? The answer why? Is- <laughs> why? Yeah, and you were a bit Why would you do concerned. that? And Zed even said Zed was like, I think I'm going to watch it again. I'm like, why would you do that? It's just the feedback show. It's the Phantom Menace. You watched it the one time. Why? What do you need to know? What else do you need to see? <laughs> like, can I, can I just jump out? I, I gotta help out Zed here. If I, if I'm you correct, watched it a second time too, did you not? I did watch it a second time as well. <laughs> what, what are you I watched it twice. Grace, is that exactly. a two timers club? Here we go. <laughs> Round them up. What oh is happening? God. Two times in a month. Okay. In, in, I watched mystery. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just it. It The film is a mystery. It's an enigma. You have to watch it twice. At least. Keep in mind, Josh, you watched it 10 times as a, as kid, a boy, okay? as a young child. You mm-hmm. didn't know any better. As we taught, I was I was hardly older than than the local boy we stand, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, so okay. what what do you have to say for yourself? I watched it a second time because the first time was here in a live watch in the patron Discord, uh, which is not the ideal way to watch any movie you're eventually going to podcast about. If you've never seen it before, or if you saw it one time when you were nine years old in 1999. Yeah. I support this theory because without actually watching it on your own, if you watch it through the discord, it's on mute, right? You're, 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 you're watching with the captions usually. Oh, well, I watched it on my television, but I also was paying full attention to the chat and Mike and Josh talking and a lot of voices happening and impressions. Yeah. Yeah. You coming here? You coming to, to, to my? Place. You coming to my house to complain about impressions? I'm not complaining. I'm just okay. explaining to you why I watched this movie a second time, which you're so it. upset about. <laughs> it's not upset. It's uh, uh, a little bit of shock. Uh, I do my homework, Josh. I know you do. I know you do. It's among the many reasons I love you. Uh, this is this is great. Again, immediate feedback happening here on. Should we should we rename this the immediate feedback, the instant feedback show? Uh, Seems to be what's happening. This comes from Grace Leader. Grace says, "Hot take: Everyone should watch every movie twice. No more, no less. That's a every haiku. Movie. That's a haiku. Every piece. movie, um, including like Spice World. Every movie." Yeah. Whoa, yeah. now Spice World is a movie I have seen more times than I can count. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk 90s films that I have seen dozens of times. Uh-huh. Look, I'm not Spice saying World Spice World is, is a bad film. It. I'm yeah. just saying seeing it more than twice uh, yeah. is, is, a, is a challenge to the soul. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I think that you could see a movie more than twice or less than twice. I love the attitude behind it. I love the attitude because there's definitely <laughs> movies that I'm going to want to watch a hundred times over the course of my life. Life's long if you do it right. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, not have seen 
I don't know. Uh, I'd be I'd be upset if I never watched uh, uh, Scream again, or uh, hmm. or Next with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> when is um, the second uh, second and final watch of Next? That's really <laughs> we'll, we'll have to put that. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that yet. We're not ready. We'll watch no. Next again on the anniversary of the first time we watched Next. Yeah. Oh um, my the gosh. Next, the next anniversary is about a, what a week before Wario Day. Yeah. Like well, well, let me a- well let me ask you both a question because this is a feedback show, and I've said a lot about Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Of course, if you haven't listened to those podcasts yet, we did the recap. It was me and Rob Sesternino last week. We did Duel of Debates with Kevin and Latanya. Now we're doing feedback, and we're closing the loop. This is the end of the Phantom Menace coverage. No podcast next week. Taking next week off, though, I will be live in the Discord watching Attack of the Clones. Uh, if you want to watch it with me, I'll be doing that. Uh, on Thursday, I believe that's going to be February 6th or 4th, February 4th, February 4th, I think, whatever that Thursday is, uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, live watching Attack of the Clones. So we're taking Looks a like week off. You're good. That is the 4th. It's the 4th. Great. Ta- take, may, take the, a, may the 4th may, be with you. Feb the 4th be with you. Be with you. And all of you, hopefully you'll be here. Another incentive to sign up for the Patreon at the Discord level so you can watch Attack of the Clones and then have to watch it again a second time. Yeah, in order I've to, already been instructed not to watch Attack of the Clones a second yeah, time. Yeah, catch uh, catch up on all of that. That's going to be super fun. Um, so there's, there's that. That's a reason to sign up. No podcast next week, but a live watch in its place. So this is the end of the Phantom Menace coverage. This is, I, I joked, or did I that we will never talk about Phantom Menace ever again? But to that point, I am a person who gets to have some uh, feedback questions inserted, and I want to ask them of of you both, Troy and Zed. Uh, the question is: So you watched the Phantom Menace twice this month? Shall you ever watch it again? I doubt it. <laughs> I absolutely will. Okay. I absolutely will. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, let's start with the I doubt it. And, and Zed, if you, if you would be so kind as to lay out your, your Star Wars credentials or credits, that's the or currency. Uh, yeah, let, let us know where, well, we want people of all shapes and sizes when it comes to Star Wars here on a long time to go. That is a huge piece of the mission statement for me. I could not be more upfront about that. I don't care if you're like an insane Star Wars super fan. That's great if you are, unless you're terrible. Um, but if you've never watched a Star Wars before, as long as A, again, you're not terrible, and B, you have a fun take, then I want you on here too. And so, Zid, you're not like a diehard Star Wars person. I am not at all. Um... I So I saw, as I mentioned, I saw The Phantom Menace in 1999 when it came out at a drive-in theater in South Dakota. Uh, so I saw it on the biggest screen. Um, and before that, my parents had us watch, me and my little brother, the first three, the original trilogy. So I saw four, five, and six also when I was nine years old. And then I didn't watch a Star Wars movie for 15 years. Yeah. Um, and then I started working at a Star Wars exhibit here in New York around the time that Force Awakens was about to come out. Whatever year that was. 2015, maybe? uh, Something like that. Um, And so because I was working at this exhibit and all the people that were coming were people who loved Star Wars and I am a person who does my homework, uh, Mm -hmm. I watched the original trilogy a second time. Okay. 
And I saw Force Awakens in theaters. And that is the extent of the Star Wars viewing that I had done before 2021. Okay, but now you've watched The Phantom Menace. Uh, much like, like, <laughs> much like the amount of times that Wu voted for Abby, you've watched it twice. Uh, and, and what do you think and why is twice enough? Uh, it's so long for one thing. <laughs> it's a surprisingly long movie for children. Um, uh-huh. and I mean, I say that as someone who saw Harry Potter movies in theaters as many times as you saw this yeah. in theaters. Grace notes um, we should, uh, rename the podcast a long time to a watch. A long time to watch. It is. Yeah. Uh, and I just, it's a lot to follow as someone who is not steeped in the lore of the world. Um, and I know that the, the tax stuff is hard for anyone to follow. Um, but even just reading the opening scroll, crawl, whatever it's called. We call it a crawl, I think. Uh, I found that hard to understand. And I can read just fine. <laughs> well, that's always so. the challenge, right? Every time they start off a new one of these episodes... They want to start you in a totally new part of the story. And so they give all this background and it's always, you know, the politics and the interdynamics. And I have a take on that, but I think that's always the challenge is how to get you set up into the world. They, they need to have the crawl. It's not Star Wars without a crawl. Agreed. And so they have to write something. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like one of the issues with this film is that the way that they set up the, the you know, the Trade Federation just does not do its service. Just doesn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, has challenges. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit tough to kind of dive into it in particular into episode one and and get the lay of the land. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right. Uh, I, I can't imagine encountering Phantom Menace as my very first Star Wars movie, but I know for a lot of people that was the case. So yes. a lot of people they're like, a yes, lot of people our age. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. sounds like for Zed that was the case for you, right? You, yeah. you did one, then four, five, six, then. Well, no, four, we five. did four, five, six, then one, but we watched then four, one, five, but- six on a. Again, and, you know, an 80 yeah. box television yeah. at my grandparents' house. Yeah. Grace says one was definitely the first one I saw. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah there's, Troy, there's is that the case for you? No, it was not. There, there's got to be a name for those kind of people, like the Phantom Menites or some Menonites, where, know. you know, people who that was their introduction yeah. to, uh, to Star Wars. Uh, no, I was fortunate because I grew up and my, my parents were uh, Star Wars, I, I would say fans, like, they owned the VHSs of the entire original trilogy. And so we watched them as kids. Uh, my parents saw the original Star Wars in theater. Like they still to this day talk about how much of an event that was. So when the prequels came out, when that was announced, I was hyped. I was like so excited. 14 year old me, among other things, very excited about the, all the promotional items and things that were out in the world. Like, the Darth Maul cup topper at Taco Bell, among other things. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, they were they were remarkable. And now thinking that I was 14 at the time, man, I was a dweeb. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I, I I don't know. And look Zed, where if, we are now. Yeah, Zed, I don't know what your thoughts are. were. Like, I would have loved to have known Troy at 14. Sounds like a fun kid. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was something. I was saying something. Uh, but yeah, so I went, I saw the original trilogy in the theaters. I, I mean, were they great? No, but was it a Star Wars? Yes. 
And so I was, I was really excited. And I have since seen all of the movies, all the theatrical releases, most of them multiple times. Uh, you know, there's a few exceptions in there, which I could talk about. Uh, but I have not, never went made the deep dive into the lore, into the books. I yeah. didn't do any of the animated stuff. I haven't done Clone Wars, although now, like, I really want, want to. Yeah. So, because uh, I'm, I'm getting back into it, like, rewatching it for, for this, I immediately rewatched episode two. Oh, wow. I immediately went to YouTube and, like, started looking up stuff and, like, yeah. I, Troy's I got say, the bug. You got, you I got, got the bug. I got you the, got uh, Jedi fever is what we call that. <laughs> I do. The midichlorian count is high. high. You can, you can take as much blood out of me as you want without my mother's consent. It's, I'm a- not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but that's my, that's my overall assessment of why I think I'll watch this film again is because Star Wars is back. It does the job, right? Like George Lucas could have gone away. He could have disappeared and never given us any more Star Wars again. And he said, you know what? Hold my wine. I will do this. I will create this. And he swung big and absolutely he missed a whole bunch of stuff. There are flaws, but all Star Wars is good Star Wars. And if you want to fight with me on that, see me in the comments because um, I am down to make <laughs> no that. One wants to fight. It appears no one wants to fight you on that. We do have some immediate feedback. Uh, Melissa asks, hold my wine. But yeah, George Lucas lives up in up in Napa County. So uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Skywalker. I've actually been to the Skywalker Ranch, and it is beautiful. Do they have uh, a vineyard? Yeah, there's a whole vineyard there. And really, the, whole, the Skywalker Sound. Is there uh, a Star building. Wars uh, line of wine? There should be. Yeah, there should be. What would you name a Star Wars? Oh my god, line of wine. You could do oh. like Obi Wine Kenobi. Oh my god, done. Take it, right? Take it to the bank. White wines could be the light side. The red wines could be the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Obi Wine Kenobi Zed. Do you like it? It's very on brand for you two. There's no better (laughs) option, I don't think. What would you? What else would you? I'm not going to come up with a better one. I barely know the names of these people. Qui Gon Jinn would be Qui Gon Zinn. Did you say? There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, Qui Gon Zinn, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, ha! You know that's, that's it. a, it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo wine. Tattoo wine. Zed. Yeah. There you go. Hey. There, there they go. are. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the stuff. Oh uh, man. A uh, Han Solo cup says Grace. That could be good. That could be good. Uh, uh, See, Ariel with uh, Sauvignon Han. Hmm. Uh, Sauvignon. Sylvan, Sylvan Han, Sol- yeah, I, okay. Well, we'll uh, Pinot Grido. Pinot Gridio, yeah. Pinot Gridio, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah this is we're getting, getting there. Those yeah. are the questions that were prepared, right, Josh? Is what kind yes. of wine this would is, uh, This George is what Lucas people produce? come to us for. So do you want, <laughs> do you want a, um, a little bit of a very revealing backstory right now? Uh, always it's not that it's not that it's not necessarily that it's like uh like an oversharing of like anything personally uh it 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 does venture into like uh some tmi territory as far as podcast uh construction is concerned um the tmi of it is i i i uh i pinged troy and zed about five ten minutes before we got on the podcast and I said, hey, would you guys like to do this one live? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. It sounds fun. 
And I was like, great, uh, I'll be on in five minutes. And in that five minutes, I realized suddenly that the feedback collated for this episode by the great Brendan Fitzpatrick, I couldn't find it. I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere. Uh, I, I lost it. Um, I lost it. I lost the feedback. And I reached out to Brendan and said, hey, Brendan, can you bump the feedback? I don't know where it is. And Brendan, to his credit, he's got other things going on. He's recording a podcast. So I didn't get the feedback document until about, <laughs> check the clock, five minutes ago. Mm. Now we're in business, but we really <laughs> did need to do some filibustering. So I applaud you both for your role in um, improvising on the fly. <laughs> I'm so glad that we could be unknowing conspirators in the, the greatest band known for mankind. It's also fully appropriate that this podcast starts uh, with the communications getting interfered yeah, with. We lost all communications. Oh, no. <laughs> I also have access to that document. Uh, yes! How, how do you have access to this? Fitzy sent it to me after oh, I was making God. all my tweets the other day about the podcast. Oh, hold God. Oh. See, this is why you I asked didn't for help. know that that's why this was happening. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. Um, I think I would have continued filibustering. I think I would have, uh, much like uh, uh, someone who contested Chancellor Valorum on the Senate floor, uh, I, I may have just kept going for a while. Uh, and then and that probably would have been the podcast. I would have chimed in. I would have held up a giant orb of energy and shouted, <laughs> and that would have ended the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so instead, now we actually have some feedback to get to. And I appreciate it. I think it was definitely, there was a lot of utility in like, let's talk about where we're coming from with Star Wars. And I think a lot of utility in cracking that name, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Zinn, I think is also a winner. We have uh, popped so, the cork. Let's pour it out. Yeah, let's, let's, let's pour this out. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback to get through. Let's start doing it. There's a discussion point to begin with. Is The Phantom Menace the best prequel? It's obviously not the best Star Wars movie, but is this a best, the best of the prequels? Um, I'd, I'd love to get your takes on this. Zed has the cheat sheet, so they know what the, what the answer is according to a very informal Discord poll um, <laughs> during, during the live watch of The Phantom Menace. So Zed, I will, I will ask you not to weigh in with, with the results quite yet. Troy, I'd like to know what you think the results are. And how that measures with like your true opinion of the prequels as well. Well, I think the results will be overwhelmingly no. Uh, I think my answer is overwhelmingly no. (laughs) 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 Look, I I mean, I I enter as exhibit A the fact that episode three, Revenge of the Sith, exists. Yeah, sure. Okay. I I don't know. I I struggle to meet a single person who will make a strong case. And and don't get me wrong. I will spend the remaining time here defending the Phantom Menace, almost certainly. (laughs) Um, Evidence against the Phantom Menace being the best prequel is currently happening in the instant feedback chat, Zed, if you'd like to describe what's going on. I hate it so much. So could you just describe Uh, to the people who aren't here? There is a droid of some kind. I don't know what kind. Um, And Jar Jar Binks is throttling its (laughs) neck or what would be its neck if it were human. 
And the droid is repeatedly uh, striking Jar Jar (laughs) in the nether regions, shall we say. This isn't anime. This isn't like, I mean, I guess it's technically animated, but uh, it's not like this isn't this isn't fanfic. This isn't fan art. This is straight from the film. Uh, yeah. like, it's from the movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's from the movie. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it is repeatedly in the GIF only because a GIF repeats. That right. happens so quickly in the film. You yeah. know, you, you blink and you miss it. Yeah. I didn't need further attention drawn to yeah. it, personally. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. now been replaced by a Roger Roger gift and a GIF, and that's, uh, that's what we need. So it's a very memeable movie. How about this? Uh, Corey Dot with a GIF that's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan towards the end of the movie on their way rolling up to the Duel of the Fates. Qui-Gon pointing at Anakin Skywalker, uh, who is getting in uh, his little yellow ship that he's going to save the day with, with the addition of dialogue that does not appear in the film as Qui-Gon Jinn is pointing directly at Anakin Skywalker and telling him, you sit the F down. And it's not, it's the F dash 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 word. No. It's a full, no. full, full blown. Didn't and appear in the film, should have appeared in the yeah, film. Yeah, I think that got cut. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted that it would have it solidified the whole father son relationship that they had going for the 20 minutes that they were on screen together. <laughs> Zed, would you like to reveal uh, the results of this first informal poll of uh, the prequels and, and the rankings of the prequels from this first informal poll? Sure. So, is this the best prequel? I, it looks like the question was actually, which is the best prequel? Oh, yes. okay. Because uh, okay. we have each three, each of the three films received a certain number of votes. Uh, the worst prequel, Troy, was which one? Yeah, you know, people are hating on Attack of the Clones. And I, I, this is not an Attack of the Clones podcast, but I can read between the tea leaves on this On this, We're Discord. bridging. We're bridging. We're bridging to Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I'm telling you. It is the hate on Attack of the Clones. There there are like two fundamental... Okay, whatever. I'm going to save it. I'm going to talk about it at another time. But yes, Attack of the Clones almost certainly is going to be the least favorite, then Phantom Menace, and like 80% of people are going to say that Revenge of the Sith is the best. Uh, That sounds right. Your ranking is correct, although uh, Revenge of the Sith only, only outpaced Phantom Menace by two votes. Yeah, which outpaced Attack of the Clones by a single did. One vote. Yeah. What, yeah. five votes? Uh, yeah. Uh, seven votes for the max. Uh, <laughs> Recount. Recount. <laughs> 16 votes. 16 votes total. All told, 16 votes. Okay. Uh, well, that, so, so that was like a, that was a, not a majority. So that was an at the time poll, right? Uh, what about now? You know, what happens? Which, what happens now when we do this live? Uh, because that is part of the component of this uh, instant feedback show. Well, uh, a couple of things is yeah. that uh, you know there's going to so be some the room. I've started. I've, set out, I've thrown out a poll. Uh, right. The the poll is uh, called which one? Which uh, one? Uh, because I capitalized W N H in the haste of uh, writing this, uh, and we're getting live results as as it stands. I think we're voting. I, I should have probably clarified if you're voting for the best or the worst. Yeah, yeah, that would have been should helpful. Be the best. Vote All for right, the best. So let me let me do this again. Discard <laughs> third poll. Which ball. one is the best? All right, is what uh, I'm going to do. You ready? Here we go. We're getting ready. I'm I'm a quick typer. 
Take now this. let's keep in mind, you know, we're going to have like a little bit of survivorship bias going on here because the people yes. who show up for a Phantom Menace live podcast. Not necessarily. We announced this like with five minutes to go. So it's not like the Phantom Menace fans were frothing at the mouth to listen to us podcast live. I think it's just like, oh, they're going live. Let's watch. Mm hmm. Um, it's looking yeah, pretty. Okay. Some, some interesting results coming in immediately, Zed, if you'd like to uh, track the poll. Uh, yeah, right off the bat, now surging in the lead is uh, Revenge of the Sith. I almost said Return of the King. Yeah. Uh, Too much Lord of the Rings. The abbreviations are close. Uh, we also yeah. have in second place <laughs> an ear of corn with <laughs> an, ear of corn. an ear of corn. An ear of corn. This is a polls here in the Discord. It's a write-in. Uh, four mm-hmm. votes for the ear of corn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, tied for third place. We have uh, we have the <laughs> Phantom Menace and Wanda. Yeah, Wanda yeah. Shark. Uh, this is for ju- Wanda. I think Wanda Shark Wanda. is better yeah. than the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Josh, did you lose your notes again? Was this? No, this? no, I've got them. I've got them. <laughs> I've got them. But a revelation Sadly, is that this is fun this is to do in concert with the notes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so I think Revenge of the Sith is the winner, and then the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. We did this twice, right? We didn't watch yeah. the movie. We watched the movie twice. We did the poll twice. I might rank order them a little different. I might put Attack of the Clones ahead of the Phantom Menace in my personal rankings. Yeah. Uh, even though I defend the Phantom Menace, just because sure. I think Attack of the Clones only has a couple of big issues. Uh, but there's so much good stuff in that movie. Yeah. People disagree, though. So um, whatever. Here's a question from Eric Divestein. This is from the notes. Uh, Eric Divestein writes in and says, I'm curious if you've ever tried a machete order rewatch. And if so, what are your thoughts on Phantom Menace being excluded entirely before Josh gets too upset? That's me. I'm Josh. Let me clarify. This is Eric that the, fa- the reason the Phantom Menace is left out has nothing to do with its quality. It's because allegedly Phantom Menace contains no information that is necessary for understanding the rest of the saga. Uh, do we think that that's correct? Could you skip the Phantom Menace entirely? And is it because it has no information for the rest of the trilogy or, or is it because of its quality? Um, so I want to stop down real quick for the fellow dummies like me who maybe didn't know until in the Discord chat 10 minutes ago what machete order was. Uh, the machete order is 45623. Yes. 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 I, I can't yeah, tell you the names like, of those movies. I sure. can just tell you the numbers. And if you don't know what machete order means, it's like it's I, I don't know what the origin is, Troy. I don't know if you do or I, Zed. Yeah, I do I do have to clarify. It is it is four five two three six. Got which it. Which is okay. weird. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. But it's apparently, like when you chop a thing up and you reassemble it in a weird way. Yeah, it's a memento kind of situation. Yeah. Right? And the idea is that it creates the greatest heightening of stakes for the sixth film, mm. uh, which, you know, uh, it, it could, it could benefit from that a little bit. That's one of the, the flaws of return of the Jedi is that you don't feel as again, this is not what that podcast is about, but uh, yeah, no, I've not done a machete order, uh, but that's why I say I might do it and include the phantom menace in there as a rebel myself, but uh, no, I haven't done it. It seems reasonable. I mean, it seems like a fun way to see more star Wars movies or see them again. Right. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen forty percent of those movies at all. Yeah, maybe this is a, a long time to go podcast. At some point in time, is uh, we do like Machete Order Month, so everybody has to watch all of the movies, mm-hmm. the, the original trilogy and the prequel. Forget the sequel trilogy; we're not talking about that yet. Sure, you do 
you do original and prequel in machete order. And over the course of a month, we talk about what that did to us. I don't know that the Discord is going to support watching Attack of the Clones again. I think already having a month devo- devoted to that movie yeah. is going to, you know, you're, you're going to be in so much uh, doo-doo, as the uh, Gungans <laughs> would say, mm-hmm. that uh, you, you might have a tough time. But, like, I'm, I'm in fit more. Again, all Star Wars I'm is talking about, like, a stuff. year from now. You know, this is like, you know, we're, go- we're going, folks, we're going to the long haul here. This is a marathon. I, I would posit. That if you do machete order, I think you should include the Phantom Menace because I actually think there's a lot of really important stuff that happens here, <laughs> yeah. particularly around yeah. the rise of Palpatine and the yeah. politics of yeah. of the Empire. And yeah. I'm sure that's what Zed's favorite stuff in this film was, right, Zed? You just loved yeah. all the politics and bureaucracy. Yeah. I wanted to. I wanted <laughs> to understand it enough that I could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I... I was lost. Uh, this is uh, he's not yet Emperor Palpatine, right? Not yet. He's on his okay. way. He's on his way. He's on his way. Because uh, this is the other weird thing about my Star Wars knowledge is because I worked at this exhibit with all these costumes. I have some sense of character development a little bit, or I know some names. And he's a Chancellor and then an Emperor, but he's not yeah, yet right. Chancellor. So is here's, that right? here's here's where we're at, Senator Palpatine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next next time on Star Wars, Chancellor next time on Star Palpatine. Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next time after that, Chancellor Palpatine slam into Emperor Palpatine. Boom. Boom. He'll turn. Can't come back from that. Can't Supreme come back from that. Emperor yeah. Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. And that that's why I think the prequels, like I, I know people are gonna say that, you know, it's about Anakin, but the prequels are about Palpatine. Oh, first of all, step wow. Here all he comes. Star Wars movies are about R2-D2. We, we, I hope we know this. Like, yeah. R2-D2 yeah. is, is, is a, I believe, force-sensitive droid. And they go through painstaking efforts to include him in every single Star Wars film. So yeah. that's what Star Wars is about. But I think the prequels are about and should be about the rise of, of Palpatine and the political maneuvering that he does in order to ruin a republic and move into a dictatorship, uh, which we may or may not know a little bit about how that works. Nothing. 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 Um, and that's why I think Fantasy. if this film were better told and better written and wasn't kind of shoehorned to be a kid's film, and that's really the problem here, that it would have been a fascinating story of political intrigue and the chess moves that Sheev Palpatine did on the back end in order to like set this whole thing up and play people on both sides. That's a really decent story put on screen with really crappy dialogue and pod racing. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to make sure that no one missed that you, you, you called him by his full name, which means you're mad. You said Sheev Palpatine. You said the full deal. And Ariel yeah. just, you know, in the chat, just straight up to Sheev. You know, yeah. we gotta we just gotta, gotta shove that in there. Yeah, we gotta sheave that in. I told you I've gone down a YouTube rabbit hole recently, and it it has it has uh, it it has sparked a new hope in me that mm. uh, these films can be reunderstood through a different interpretation. Yeah, um, Zed. Here's a question from Podrick Racer. Uh, Podrick Racer has a what if for us. Podrick Racer asks: There's so many beautiful visuals and good ideas, but so many plot holes in an alternate universe where George Lucas had a strong writing partner or director maybe named Troy Steinmetz. How would the <laughs> series 
be different? Could the prequels have been as good as the original trilogy? So I am notoriously, I mean, maybe not in this community, but just in my life, notoriously against the writer-director combination. Uh, Shout out to you, David Mamet, if you're listening. Um, You don't like it. I hate it. It feels like a seething shout out. I think it's... I can't stand David Mamet, but that's not what this is about. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to have more eyes on things, more brains on things. Um, as Kevin and Latanya said, you know, somebody to say no. Yes. Somebody to bring in mm-hmm. other ideas uh, and shape things better. Because when it's all just coming out of your own head, you can fill in the holes because there's so much more in your brain than is ever going to be on screen or on stage or on paper. So it all makes sense to you because you've been there with it the whole time. But if you hand your script to a director, all of a sudden the director starts asking you questions and you're like, oh, yeah, well, of course this. But if you didn't put it on the paper, nobody else knows that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really useful to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and have those conversations with. Um, I can't speak to could the prequels have been as good as the original trilogy because I haven't seen two of them. Um, and I also I don't have the nostalgia for the original trilogy that I sure. know so many people do. I saw them and I was like, all right, this is what a Star Wars movie is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I, yeah, I, yeah, Josh, I just what you, you out you you outlined your your vision for it. And I and I like that. I th- I mean I think, you know, one of the things we've talked about it a couple of times already on on these podcasts is like the argument in favor of the Clone Wars is that uh, that series makes the prequels better. You shouldn't need like a seven season TV show to make your movies better. Uh, 99% of people don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kevin, Kevin Mahadeo is one of the biggest nerds I know. And I say that with a lot of love in my heart. And that dude won't watch, you know, seven seasons of the Clone Wars. Uh, So like, if you're not getting Kevin, you know, uh, and like, that's what you're depending on, like prequel rehabilitation for like the image rehab of the prequels. And like, Something's wrong. I would also say that uh, Kevin is a more reasonable wing of a group (laughs) of Star Wars fans that have, I think, unreasonable expectations about the saga. I think that the, 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 the nostalgia of the original trilogy has put it up on a pedestal to where there's no way that George Lucas could do it right with the prequels. Could he have done better? Absolutely. No question. But when you think about all of the things that that go into that, people were going to be disappointed no matter what. And I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the prequels were the suffering that we maybe had to endure in order to get to Disney in order to which I realize, especially for some people on this call, that sounds like an even worse outcome. No, than- no. Listen, uh, the, I, I don't want to talk about the sequel stuff because like it's so toxic. That's the that's the biggest thing for me. That's my problem. Yeah. What, what I it's don't want to do. I, don't, I just don't want to. Grace keeps chiming in sequel erasure, <laughs> sequel erasure. And I, I get it. Uh, it's not sequel. Ra- I'm just I don't really want to talk about them. Uh, it's so toxic. It's radioactive. And I hate it. And it makes me so mad. And I get worked up. And I want to have fun. And we'll get there. We'll get there. Good Lord, will we get there? And we'll probably do a full year on the sequels. And I'll hate every minute of oh it. Oh, my God. Josh, you don't have to do this to yourself. 
Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, there are a whole bunch of people who spend a lot of time making a movie. And, and what is wrong with just yeah. sitting back and enjoying the movie? Yeah. And just saying, like, it's not I like perfect. That. I'm not There's there issues yet. with it. Not there yet. But like, not ready. Just, we're just going to enjoy it. We're just yeah. going to enjoy what's good about it. What's good? Uh, here's something that's good. This is something that's good about the Phantom Menace, according to Ted Spencer, who is in here. This is this is the first. This is feedback from Ted that was written ahead of this podcast while Ted, hi, is listening to this podcast as we're saying these words. You ready? Uh, this is from Ted. Ted says, the prequel trilogy films are not the most visually appearing, uh, appealing. They've aged quite terribly. However, one of the reasons why The Phantom Menace holds a special place in my heart is because of how visually unique Naboo feels within the Star Wars universe. It's simply beautiful and elegant. The locations in Spain and Italy used as the capital city of Naboo. The costume design of everyone in the capital, from the queen in her throne room robes and gigantic headpiece to the guards like Captain Panaka and their starships. Best ship in Star Wars. Naboo is visually iconic. Now, no pressure because Ted's just listening. You don't have to say, like, Ted, that's a great take. You know, be honest with me, folks. Zed, was that a great take or is it sort of like a, we call these uh, Hoth takes, Hoth, H-O-T-H, if it's cold, or Hut take, if it's hot? Well, a hot take would be unexpected. Uh, and it, I, I think people probably agree with this. I have seen a lot of the costumes up close, particularly there were a lot of the Amidala costumes in yes. the exhibit. And the work is really, really beautiful and super intricate. And you can see the <laughs> Ted said he had to walk away. It was too weird. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like listening to us talk about himself. Yeah, uh, Ted, I get that. Ted, you may need to take another walk. We're not done. We're, we're responding to your take, though, if yeah. that's... Yeah. Interesting to you. Yeah. Ted's um, gone. We lost Ted. Yeah. Really gorgeous. And the costumes are really, really stunning. Um, I also agree that they have aged pretty poorly in their special effects. Um, compared to, for instance, the Lord of the Rings films that we just watched from around the same era that look like they were made now. Yeah. Hmm. Troy, thoughts on Naboo? Um, love it. I mean, I, I, I love the swing. I love the effort. Uh, I, the costumes, I read somewhere that she was originally only going to have three costumes. And then uh, David Downey, just- aka Drayson in the Discord, wrote in, uh, to say, because Rob really was ha- getting a good hate into not just Naboo, but, uh, all of the various Queen Amidala costumes. Uh, and Dave wrote in and said, since Rob was so concerned about how many costumes Padme had in The Phantom Menace, over the course of the entire trilogy, she has 61 costume changes. That's according to a <laughs> video from StarWars.com. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, Keep in mind, the original, and this is one of the things people don't like, is that it looks so <laughs> different from the original trilogies, uh-huh. but... Uh, what what did I miss here? No, Rob you, hating things is one of my that instant feedback. This is the instant feedback this show. The instant feedback. Uh, Grace notes that we could have used eight more costume changes. So close. So that yeah. would have been nice. It uh, would have been nice. Would have been nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, you know, I think in the prequels they have to set up that this is the world before everything goes to crap. You know, yeah. this is the world when it's really nice. When things, while they're bureaucratic in the in the politics, 
at least you know in the inner core of the of the galaxy the planet core the planet core uh things are things are okay you know and uh and yeah i mean i think if you're gonna have a 14 year old queen elected queen uh then you you want it to look amazing you want the spaceships to look different now saying that it is the best spaceship in all of star wars is the hothest of takes i mean the 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 millennium falcons right it's right there it's so offended it's right there it's so the that hunk of junk right now is just like I mean, I'm not going to say anything because, like, it's punching down. But, like, we right. all know that I'm the best. An argument could be made for the X-Wing and it being classic. But, again, the nostalgia factor on those is so high. I think for how much it has to be accomplished in starting a new trilogy, I think it's a great, a great opening take. Does the CGI hold up? No, it does not. Do I understand why? No, I do not. But I think that's one of the big flaws of the film is that they overuse it. And, you know, that's been talked to death. But I, I, I think having it look regal and colorful filling the screen with color is something we didn't really get in star Wars. And I like it. I think it's fun. Um, while we're on the, uh, the, the, while we have the momentum of reading feedback from people who, uh, had submitted feedback previously, um, and are listening to this live, why don't we take one from grace? This is from grace. Uh, Grace had previously written, and I believe in the Discord, Grace had previously written, I love Jar Jar. Jar Jar hooked me on Star Wars. He's my earliest Star Wars memory. That's Grace's feedback about Jar Jar. Jankinator says... <laughs> Grace goes, I gave feedback. Yeah, I gave feedback? Yeah, you, you said something in the Discord, we monitored it, we put it in the feedback show, there you go. Uh, it's from Jankinator who had said, why did George Lucas think Jar Jar was a good idea? Uh, and then Todd the Librarian, the great Todd the Librarian said, I guess I can appreciate him, uh, them setting up that Jar Jar is a complete disaster of a sentient being, even as I hate the total slapstick of most everything he does. Uh, Zed, thoughts on Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, he's pretty awful. It's already been discussed how, oh, no. Uh, again, Things are happening in the Discord. As, uh, there's as a gif of, uh, of Boba Fett taking off his Boba Fett helmet only to reveal Jar Jar Binks underneath. I wasn't prepared for what was about to happen. Yeah. Um, so it's already been discussed that it's a really racist uh, imperson- impersonation, if that's even the right impression yeah. to say. Um, as an adult, I can't stand him. Uh, I have a feeling as a kid, I probably couldn't stand him either, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I've I've been this way for a long time. Um, yeah, it just, I don't, it doesn't really add anything to what we're trying to do here. I've been this person for a, a very long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. yeah, I've been this way for a very long time. I've been this way for so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, Anakin has no time for this guy. And he's eight or nine, and he's like, if you put your hand in there, it's going to get stuck. And then what does Jar Jar do? Stuck. He puts his hand in there. Well, and we, we know the contempt that Obi-Wan has for Jar Jar. He's, you know, l- another lesser being. I mean, it it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Jar Jar's a mess. Yeah. Th- th- this was one that just, they should have nipped it in the bud and just, someone should have gotten to George early and said, no, 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 Don't. just just no. Yeah. And I don't know. Is it, I mean, what, is it as cynical as like, he's trying to sell toys 
Like he wanted something that would appeal to kids uh, and sell you toys. Know, it's definitely on the it's on the radar. There's no there's no question that that's on the radar. I think. Um, you know, I think that 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 is definitely a consideration. I think the question is like, what's the balance on that as a consideration? Is that like a primary consideration, or is that like secondary to like if the the you know the the theories are true and George had like long term plans for the Jar Jar character that then had to evaporate because it just didn't work. Um, you know, what was there something there that then just like in the execution was for so many reasons just so poor? Um, was that like the bigger thing for Jar Jar Binks? Or was it like, I need to make a character that's cute tootsie for kids, uh, and this is what we got, and then oh god, what have we done? What have we robbed? Well, and I was shocked to learn this month in my adult life that Jar Jar was not completely CGI. I just yeah. assumed that everything about that performance was CGI, and that's part of why it was so awful, in addition to being unfunny and annoying. But uh, no, it was not. They actually did like live motion capture. Motion capture they put CGI yeah. over top of it. I mean, he was in. He was in the scenes. He was at yeah. the table filming in Tunisia. Like yeah. that's that's. Well, at that point, I look at that and go, maybe Jar Jar wouldn't be so bad if they just had him be a practical character. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't change, know. change the design. Well, I think that often you find, and I think like the Mandalorian is a great example of this. Uh, and and a lot of the things that I love about Disney's takeover of Star Wars uh, is evident in this. Is like the puppets work. Give me like the costumes and the puppets, and give me the practical. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so, especially when it comes to characters, just such a better choice. Uh, so like if you can reconceive the design of a character as important as Jar Jar, where you could like realistically do that with a costume um you know i think that that's just so so clearly to me the way to go which you definitely could i mean i i understand this movie is 20 years old and technology and effects are different now than they were then but you would think they would lean more on practical effects at that time and you could craft you know prosthetics and things to create the shape of the face or even if that's the part that you have to fill in you could still otherwise have an actor performing that and make it up like the character and then just enhance it digitally rather than turning it into a cartoon. That's what they did. And it still didn't work. Like they, that's the part that just slays me is that it still looked way too cartoony. And I think it's a combination of writing and execution, but there's a great, uh, I, I wish I'd have sent it to y'all, but in, in my deep dive, I found a behind the scenes video and there's a great scene of George Lucas going through the storyboard for the film with a pink highlighter and a yellow highlighter highlighting what's going to be practical effects and what's going to be digital effects. Mm. And I just wanted to slap that yellow highlighter out of his hand. <laughs> but then when you think about the number of scenes that combined large robust complicated expensive practical effects that they actually did and then they put a layer over top of it that makes it look bad it's like you were so close you yeah were you, so were. Close. you were close you were almost there almost there um grace notes that it but it's not the cgi that people hate about jar jar uh if the cgi was bad people wouldn't care if the character was good um yeah maybe i don't know I don't know. I'd rather see a good character with bad CGI than a bad character with good CGI. Yeah, or with practical effects. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I, just, I think it, I think I think it's it becomes a vicious cycle. It's a, it's a whiff. It's a whiff. It's, it's a iconic whiff. though. You know, Grace had also previously said Grace just now says boss Nass is perfect and he's the same <laughs> CGI. That's a really good point. Uh, and Grace had also, <laughs> and Grace had also, Grace had also previously said that Jar Jar is the thing that you remember, uh, you know, other than pod racing. And I, I think like the top three and put it in any order that you want. And in fact, this is not a rhetorical question. Uh, let's put this as a poll. Uh, top. <laughs> Listen, instant Josh is obsessed with live polls. Uh, Josh is the I'm Steve well from MSNBC yeah, of yeah. post show recaps. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's going to have his khaki Josh pants and his Steve Kornacki of post show recaps. Is yeah. that something you ever expected to be? I mean, that dude wears more wears pants more often than I do. All right, um, putting this in there. Whoa. Uh, top three things. Vote for the thing. Vote for the thing that you remember the most. And those things are a Jar Jar, Pod Racing, or Duel of the Fates. I think those are the top three things that you walk out of Phantom Menace remembering. I think those are the things that are like the iconic things uh, that you recall. When you Deidre leave. is a Josh apologist here. She yes. says, does Troy yes. even know how many times Josh has gone live today? This is his fifth time. <laughs> is that right? Is it five times? I'm sure Deidre she's would keeping know. track. Deidre would know. Deidre would know. <laughs> Deidre would know. I think Deidre's true. right. Yeah. Oh, it's five great. times. It's great. Yeah, I, Josh, mean, look, I we feel like I talked to you all day and I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I've been live a lot. Guys, I'm unemployed at the moment. This is all I got. Uh, I joined the club. It's just really, just really leaning in. I'm leaning in pretty hard at the moment. I actually did have, I have some freelance work that I did today as well. So I'm really just all over it today. Showered first <laughs> thing. It was great. That's one of my, but that's one of my issues with the fandom menace is people remember it for what's you wrong, shower, oh, yeah, no. not what's oh, no, right. Sorry. Got it. Yeah, you got to remember it for the duel of the fates. You have to like that's yeah. that is when when else? This is the other thing that stood out to me rewatching the film. When else? Like in all of the original series, the only Jedi we saw fighting were either old or <laughs> untrained. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. we, we saw o- old Obi-Wan. We saw Darth Vader, who has his own challenges. And then we saw Luke. So so now this is the first film we get to see peak Jedi, like Jedi at the height of their training and abilities in, in, in a fight. And it's no surprise that it's really, really flipping cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I just I, I want it. I want it. I want the good I, Zed. I, I sent you a, a DM asking you, you did. what you thought because <laughs> Zed, Zed is Zed is it may have some background in fight choreography. Yes, yes, Zed. I do. Your credentials present them. <laughs> I have. I know way more about stage combat than I do about Star Wars. Although that's not saying a whole lot. Um, no, but yeah, that's I think but, really underselling how much you know about stage combat. Yeah, I've been trained. I've been training in stage combat, practicing stage combat for a decade. Um, so I have a lot of experience with these sorts of things. We're essentially looking We're gonna have at, to put that to, to use in terms of like a post show recaps project, like Discord patron wide. Yeah. Like what's gonna be like the, the post show recaps battle royale as choreographed by Brooklyn Z. <laughs> <laughs> um so what we're watching here is effectively a quarter staff fight. Darth uh Darth Maul has a quarter staff, and then our two Jedi friends each have essentially a two-handed broadsword is what this would be if you were fighting with practical weapons, not lightsabers. Um, And I'm sure when they were training, they weren't literally using those. They were using like 
metal rods that maybe were weighted a certain way for how they wanted them to move as, as whatever lightsabers are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I watched a video that you sent, Troy, and watching them training the fight was really cool. Watching the fight in the film, I feel like when they are both fighting Darth Maul at the same time, you see one or the other of them waiting mm. a lot to come in and attack. And that drives me nuts. Um, so honestly, the fight was a little underwhelming. Mm. Um, the training is really cool. And when you're watching the behind, that behind the scenes video, um, the speed is incredible. I think in the way that it's edited in the film, uh, the way that they're making cuts and stuff to make it look dramatic you don't really get to see the fight and there's a lot of the flippy kicky stuff as was mentioned um it doesn't necessarily make the most sense to me from a fight perspective yeah so i'm with kevin that i think pod racing has higher stakes and is more important than duel of the fates sorry sorry. okay all right (sighs) troy uh weigh in how do you feel I mean, I've already kind of stated my claim. Yeah, I love, I, I love this. I, there's so much to love about it, but I, I agree with Zed's take, which is the behind the scenes, like the actual choreography itself. Even watching Ewan McGregor do the chore, he is so into it. He is loving his life, and apparently, the deal was that he, while they were filming the actual uh, film, he kept making the sound effects while he was hitting, and George had to tell him like what. We're, we're going to put those in post or we're, we're going to put those in post, but like, it, it's really cool. And if they'd included some longer takes, I think we would have appreciated the, the complexity uh, and the speed of that, but they, they, they chopped it up like you do in a movie. I, I particularly like something that I had forgotten as a kid, but in rewatching it stood out to me was the tension of the little laser barrier thing. Yeah. Basically making yeah. the fight stop right in the peak of the fight. That's, I love that. I think but that that's. But why are those there in the world of where they are? I mean, yeah. so I what believe... is Yoda and what's his deal, right? Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I think that there's some, I, I keep saying this and I'm probably wrong. And I keep trying to like divine this from our very intelligent Star Wars fans out there in post show recaps land. Uh, it's a Naboo is like a they farm plasma. There's some like plasma farming that's happening. I think like those red doors have something to do with like the farming of the plasma. I don't think that's I, I think that's probably not totally correct. Um I think it has something to do with some plasma farming though. I think. I don't know that for sure. I think that's probably wrong. Uh, I'm filibustering again because Grace, our field reporter, is in the chat, and I knew that Grace, as she just did, (laughs) I googled Phantom Menace, why are there red doors? And Grace says, someone said the gates were to shield from plasma discharge. Hey! You nailed it. This is my filibuster. Yeah. 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 Ariel also said, I mean, obviously the music, and there's no question about that. Like, the music is what makes that scene, and and gives that, that... That is... Uh, maybe the best Star Wars piece of cinematic music, even better than the the well known themes. Oh, uh, yeah, really? That's my take. <laughs> wow, spice, Think spicy about take, spicy I mean, take. You literally have like the coral over the top. You have the energy. You have uh, you just have everything. I mean, I was, I was what what I was doing at fourteen to go back to then. I was in band. I was a band kid. What'd so, you play? 
No I one's was, surprised. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could have guessed about me. Uh, <laughs> I was a clarinetist and yes. saxophone player, and then yeah. I got into conducting as well. Yeah. And in I did Allstate Band, uh, or I was in Allstate Orchestra one year, and we did Carmina Burana. And that the O Fortuna part of Carmina Burana is such a source of inspiration. Bib Fortuna, Bib Fortuna. Yes, yes, Bib Fortuna. Thank a, you. Yeah, you got it wrong. Yeah, lightweight, I got you. lightweight, yeah. Big Fortuna. Yeah. Um, but it's such a source of inspiration for this. I I think the energy, the the Star Wars and the music in the original trilogy has such nostalgia. We identify it. It's become pop music almost. But this to come out of the gate and have a song be so iconic and yeah. add the stakes so well. I, yeah. I, it it makes up for the issues with craft in in editing and pretty much everything that happened in the forty minutes before that film. Yeah, uh, Deidre asks Troy clarinet sax, but no flute. That's the woodwind holy trinity. Yeah, you know, I I I, I guess I technically can play flute because it's the uh-huh. same uh, same fingerings as saxophone. How but... about a recorder? Can you do that? <laughs> I mean, sure, like, you know, middle school recorder. I never got... So my brother actually sells music instruments. My brother sells music instruments for a living. And he actually sells high-end recorders. And I definitely made fun of him for that for a long time. And then I heard some people play, like, the instruments. I'm like, oh, damn, that's really good. Yeah, I bet people in uh, the pandy are really leaning in on the high-end recorders. I I didn't know that was a thing. I would do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, musical instruments, not the best market to be in right now. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, a lot of that happens through like high school bands and stuff that aren't really doing their thing. If you have not, by the way, uh, Googled face masks uh, band, I think you're going to really enjoy. There's some great videos of the okay. the various face masks that have been created during the pandemic, but that people can still play woodwind instruments out of. Interesting. Oh boy. <laughs> Zed, do you think uh, before we before best? we lose it? Go ahead. Oh, we lost it. It's it's gone. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to lose oh, no, it. No, Zed, no, go no, back. no. I didn't mean uh, we've lost the thread of talking about Star Wars. I was just gonna say, uh Brendan Fitzpatrick just showed up in the chat and said he just got done recording his podcast. What did he get tagged with? <laughs> uh, Brendan, are you listening? Uh, Brendan's not listening actively at the moment, but tell Brendan he's a hero and it's my fault. And I wanted to sing Brendan's praises. I wanted to make sure everyone know that Brendan Fitzpatrick is a legend and a hero. Is he doing what I used to do where I'd wait for someone else to clean the kitchen and then come in in the last minute and be like, oh, did you need any help with anything? Used to do. Um, (laughs) Zed, is Mm. Duel of the Fates the best piece of Star Wars original music? Hmm. That that you've heard of? It's like your mind. That I've heard of. In my my limited experience. uh, I don't know about best. I know because... I mean, I'm conflating best and most iconic right now, I think, um, because certainly I know the main theme and the Imperial March. Yeah, I think those two have to rise than above. I know, yeah. Then I know Duel of the Fates. Yeah. yeah. The more everlasting. Here's, I was going to add one, I was going to, a couple, there are a couple more that I would put in ahead of Duel of the Fates. The problem is I don't know them by name. So that could be a mark yeah. against the, the, the songs, the pieces. 
um, one. So Star original Star Wars theme, uh, and then uh, Imperial March for sure. But then I would also put like the very mournful. Yep, I know that one too. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I would do is Did you say the cantina music? Okay, in this exhibit that I worked in for a year or so, there was a room in the exhibit where they just played the cantina music on a loop. Love and, it. You, and we had like what we had a rotation, a rotation through the exhibit where you would stand at your various posts and we'd move every hour. So if you were in that room, you listened to the cantina music for an hour straight. Mm. And amazing. My, some my people roommate, would pay for that. I would. Some people did. Um, <laughs> and I got paid not enough to uh, also have to stand there. Uh, uh, my roommates played a prank on me. And I came home from work one day and there was a 10 hour loop YouTube video of the Cantina music playing on every single device in our house that could access the Internet. Um, so every television, every phone, every tablet, we had a Wii U in the house at the time that I didn't even know could do that. That had been like hidden under a couch cushion. And I kept going from room to room, turning off the song and still hearing the Cantina music. Good. For the longest Hell yeah. That's a prank. Hell yeah. That's a great, uh, great prank. I mentioned that I was in high school band. I didn't mention our first marching band show was Star Wars. I believe it. So we By had that. the cantina band music in it. I could still play the cymbal part to the original theme because I, I for some reason, was playing percussion at the time. It's iconic music. It is. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. Duel of the Fates might not be as iconic as uh, the cantina band music. I'll take that point. But if it's the if it's the role, I would pr- I would take uh, the yub nubbing at the end of Return of the Jedi. I think <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, I would take uh, I would take some even a Max Rebo number or two. I think I would take, uh, but I love Duel of the Fates. I really do. Um, Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So this is from the Ben behind the curtain who wanted to weigh in on Duel of the Fates because it has been divisive over these podcasts. Uh, I don't think that we've uh, achieved a full quorum on on Duel of the Fates and whether or not it was cool of the Fates. Can uh, I just put a fine point on that and just say yeah. I did take some notes. Okay. And one of my notes was Kevin Mahadeo said this movie is unimportant and that Duel of the Fates sucks. 
Kevin is very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and you you should feel comfortable saying that too. You know, I know Kevin's a very popular podcaster on the Post Show Recaps Network, but the the flip side of that is like you can you could bag him here. He'll never know. He'll never <laughs> listen to this. There's just about That's how low we are. There's Hello. just about there's no he doesn't listen to any he doesn't listen to any We're of a podcast beyond the outer rim. Yeah, there's just no there's about no chance that Kevin listens to this. The only chance that he listens to this is if people like start tagging Kevin and be like, Oh, you should listen to that uh feedback show. And then like maybe he will. Uh and then he'll get to this point and then he'll like text me and be like, Damn it, Josh. Damn it. That's the text that I'll get from Kevin and I'll be like, What? I was I wrong? And then he'll laugh a lot and he'll say, You're not wrong. So you're not wrong. Well, as Grace points out, uh, Kevin and I were talking about ranting today in the Discord. And so I said, like, have you listened to anything I've been on? You're not alone in the ranting category. Yeah. Even if my rants may not live up to quite Kevin levels. Uh, and he said he was going to start listening to, I'm not sure what, but something that I'm on. Maybe he FF7. He, he, likes fi- he, he does like Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so there's a chance. Okay. But well, I rant Kevin, about climate change in there a little bit. Kevin listening to a podcast uh, <laughs> on our network? <laughs> Unlikely. It's not likely. Um, ben Behind the Curtain says, I think much about this battle is indeed bad. Especially the random energy screens. The mechanical shaft that is somehow in the middle of a Venetian palace. But I think that it is a duel for the fate of Anakin. And it's hard to deny that Maul's lightsaber is seriously cool. Uh, so I, I think that these things can exist simultaneously. You know, I think that you can both acknowledge the imperfections of Duel of the Fates while also being like, man, I love that. That's fun. I like having that. I like having that in here. Uh, I don't want to move away from. Uh, I, I feel simultaneously bad about like moving away from Duel of the Fates as like an an inroad into talking about Qui Gon, but Ben does bring up how it's a duel of the fate of Anakin, and we just for Zed for your sake, we just have not quite stand the local boy nearly enough. And I know that you want to talk Anakin Skywalker. I love little Anakin. And I didn't know that was a hot take when I said it in a Discord when we were watching this movie, but I think he's great. And I watched the movie a second time, much to Josh's chagrin, mm-hmm. and I still think he's great. Is that why he's you, wa- smart- you like you just had to like clarify the take? You're like, I just got to no, be sure about this. That that was the part that I was sure about. That part I knew and could come talk about with confidence without watching the movie a second time. You know, he's smart. He's curious. He's not a slave. He's a person. He loves his mom. He built a droid. He works hard. He's a great little kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He does, I like him. he does abandon the droid, but he's like being taken uh, on an adventure with these cool dudes. I've abandoned my droid. That doesn't I drink your sound blue like milkshake. a I drink child. it up. I drink your blue milkshake. I don't know what's happening now. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there will be blood reference yeah. in here. How yeah. about that? Yeah. This is my straw. Yeah. Your, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel Plainview sounds like it could be a Jedi name. Da- I think it have to be Skywalker like Don- to Daniel Plainview is not that much of a leap. No, Donnie, Donnie Plainview. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, the counterpoint in me wants to like argue that Anakin is not the greatest thing ever in the film, but like it's fine. He's a kid. He's a kid. 
it's a reasonable kid. My favorite thing that Anakin does is when he gets excited about going with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and like runs away to go get his stuff and then suddenly realizes like, oh wait, my mom. Oh, <laughs> will I ever see her again? <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh God. I also agree with Kevin that like he's doing all the emoting in this yeah. movie. The only yeah. actor, the only one I'm acting. Not a fan of Shmi's performance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't like, know. Like he's not good at the green screen stuff, but like none of them are. Yeah. I think he's, the best take that I've heard so far that's gonna stick with me is what actor could really deliver the line yippee twice in a film and and do it well? Do you want to try? <laughs> All right. So here's what I want to do. Uh, I want the three of us. We'll, we'll do this like snake draft style, a yippee off. <laughs> and then and then we'll ask for live uh, results oh, no. on who yippied the best. Do we like this or do we hate it? Are, are we doing like an Anakin impression or are we? I mean, I think you're trying, you're trying to just, deli- yeah, you're doing a, a line read. Uh, I think that it's, I think that it's less about, uh, you know, who, who, who did the best Anakin impression, but your script as Grace puts, it says yippee. Uh, <laughs> and I think to, to Troy's point of, uh, who could pull off trip, uh, yippee twice. I think we each get uh, two shots at this and then we'll put in the poll like who did Yippee the best. Um, and I I'm think down. I think we should we should do this uh, snake draft. But how do we determine uh, how we how we uh, should I call that Sarlacc Sarlacc draft? Because it's like a snake. <laughs> uh, how do we determine who goes first? I who got goes? a 16. Oh, okay. So, so Zed is rolling a one, a one twenty sided die. All right. So we'll each roll a twenty sided die, and that will determine. Uh, it'll be like uh, highest uh, from highest to lowest will be yep. the order in which we go. Okay. I'm bringing uh, D so onto the podcast. Zed with Ooh. a sixteen. Josh Wiggler with an eleven. What does Troy have? Here we go. Boom. Troy's gonna roll. Okay. So that's the order. <laughs> Oh, 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 but I, now one, now one. But I use my force energy to turn it over no, to a twenty. No, 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 no you can't do that. You don't have Qui Gon's tricks. Uh, uh, doesn't work. Why are you doing it that way? Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. All right, so Zed's gonna go first and last. I got that midsection. I got that midsection, uh, and then Troy, you get the double tap at the uh, end of the snake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zed, uh, give us your best yippee. Yippee! Okay, so that's Zed's Zed's first yippee. Now I'm uh, just leaning back a little bit, just like trying to get some good posture. Spreading out my arms a little bit. I'm stretching out my back. My back's been hurting a lot. All right, hang on. Here's mine. You ready? Yippee! Oh. What do we think? That's good. All right. Well, the voting's, coming. the voting's coming up. The voting's coming up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull okay. a George Lucas and not direct you. So I'm okay. just going to let Great. that be. <laughs> Great. Great. All right, Troy, you uh, get uh, two shots of this. Give us your first. Yeah, I'm going to give you two different takes here. Okay. Uh, first one. Yippee! Whoa. Oh, my God. It's very. The second one. Very loud. Yeah. yeah. A little no, I liked loud. it, though. Yeah. Probably peaked a 
bit, bit too much. Mm. Was, we peaked a little. We Troy, peaked a little. What yeah. is happening? That's yeah, it. Know, Don't read the initial feedback. Don't get any stage fright. <laughs> you gotta just right. go. You gotta be committed. Go, go, go. Center, center, center. Okay. Yeah, and Ariel wants you to know that you are killing it. All right, so center yourself. And don't get overhyped, too. So, like, I shouldn't have told you what Ariel said, because I don't want you to feel too confident. Yippee! (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. All right. That's an interesting choice. Kind of a subdued yippee. Uh, So now I'll try and do my... uh, This one I'm going to try and do as my best Anakin Skywalker impression. All right. You ready? Here we go. Yippee! What? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Is that close? <laughs> was it close? Yes. Was it close? What are we? All right, and now Zed, you get one more, and then you close the sound, and then I'll put on. The- <laughs> <laughs> How did we get Jake Lloyd on the podcast? <laughs> now I'll note, I said my best Anakin Skywalker impression. I didn't tell you what, or, what era. What age? your Jake Lloyd impression. Zed still has one more to go, but I just want to remind everyone before Zed goes, I want to remind everyone. This kid becomes Darth Vader. The, okay? the question, the question is not who did the best Jake Lloyd impression. The question is who did Yippie the best. <laughs> We're right. about to find out. Zed, no press. Yeah. We don't. We don't have. There's no motivation in this script. It's just a no, line. It's, you're, it's you're, just a, yeah, one it's a line. line. It's a line read. It's a line read. You get two shots at it. All right, and Zed gets the second and final shot. Yippie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deploy the poll. The poll has been deployed. We uh, have votes coming in live. Uh, Zed gets the first vote. Zed is skyrocketing yeah. some recency yeah. bias. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! This is look at that uh, recency the bias. One, the last oh, one was man. actually uh, uh, I decided because it was a one word line that it was Legolas in Lord of the Rings because he yes. never said more than two words at a time. Oh, that's. Oh, I thought that you meant the line, re- like you were saying the word yippee, like you would say Legolas if you were, no. I don't know, Aragorn. <laughs> no, See, I meant is- like if it was one of his one word lines, nine hours of movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is re- what I, how react- I expected the we lost Revenge Troy. of the Sith we both poll lost to go. Handily to, to- if you did not know that going in, Josh, then yeah. uh, you are not a smart man. I kind of thought that I nailed it. <laughs> Motto of the post show recast. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought I got it. I kind of thought I got it. Oh man! Um, some some reactions. Uh, one is from Ariel Zed. It's too cool. Uh, we got from Tessa. Uh, Darth Vader is really someone who said yippee. So whoa, you know. whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! Grace says. Sometimes the Discord cuts out some people if they yell, and that happened to Troy. Do I get a redo? Do I no, the get vote's it? already out. The vote's uh, already in. You don't get a redo. The poll has happened. The votes are in, Troy. Um, Recount! Nope. Stop nope. It. You Filing got an objection. You got over here. You got very excited. Uh, and yeah. uh, yeah. that no, I, translated to your audio quality and unfortunately 
story of my life. So I'm glad my very expensive education is being used in this way. Rematch. Yes. Deidre notes that Zed, you gave the single Mm -hmm. best yippee. Uh, Ariel voted for Zed for the first yippee that you did. There you go. So it wasn't recency. I'm just disappointed. The best. Yeah. I'm disappointed that I lost. I am as well. I I did a Watto and I bet on Zed on the back end. (laughs) I'm set. (laughs) Oh my God. Whoa. Oh, gee. All right. Well, uh, I'm disappointed. I'm not quite sure how to, how to continue onward, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I think, uh, we, we stand the local boy enough. That's Do we feel question. we stand? What? How else should we stand the local boy? Is there anything anything else that we need to do that we haven't done? Should we pod race? Do you pod race now? Don't, Do you have an N sixty four in your house, Josh? No, I was thinking about this because we multiple people were like, "Oh, you have to pod race." It's like, well, what does that mean? Like, because it's like, oh, because it's podcasting. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. how many other Star Wars podcasts have done like podcast? Like, this is yeah. podcasting. Yeah, I think we even made that joke several podcasts ago. Exactly. Uh, I think we're good. We we yeah. we did a yippee off. Yeah. All I could think while it was happening is it's working. It's, it's working. working. <laughs> so it serves a purpose. Yeah. Stop. That's the yip off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We did the yippee off. Uh, oh, I got cut off apparently with my stop. You did, right you there. did get a little cut off, but okay. Okay. Well, like, you know. Yeah, I, I I have I have a couple other takes. If you don't have questions, yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's get let's get into some. Maybe this is a uh, pod racing. Now, this is pod racing. Is let's do some some quick back and forth. How about all three of us in the same order, but in reverse order? So starting Troy, then me, then Zed, then Zed, then me, then Troy. Let's give some rapid fire quick takes. What do you Break think? That down. I'm down. I'm right. for it. My brain right. hurt when you said our names in rapid succession, but All right. uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So Troy, right. you've got the quick take and then I'll go. Great. Okay. Quick take among us is said in the star Wars universe. And this film is further proof. Okay. That's take number one. Take number two. This is from me. Qui-Gon Jinn. Excellent hair. Oh, who di- who would disagree with that? Yeah. Well, that's why I said it. Cause it's a good take. Oh no, I wasn't prepared to have additional takes besides Anakin is great and Duel of the Fates is overrated. What? You, need mo- you need more from me than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just if you I mean you did watch the movie twice. I did watch the movie twice. So you got to have some other takes, don't you think? Oh boy. Uh What is happening now? I don't know. The model, oh, he's the, losing the, his lightsaber. Oh no. TPD. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Um. What are other takes that I have? <laughs> do, Tessa do says Qui Gon has dry frizzy hair. Yeah, we could do a, like a popcorn style. Just you know, if a take comes, we could shout it out. Either way. All right. The pod racing failed. The pod racing failed. It did the, the pod? But that's kind of like part and parcel with pod racing, right? Like you get up, you start, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a great day, and then your pod racer doesn't start up. Yeah, like, what the it's hell? Fault. It's because Sebulba showed up and like ruined our takes. Like threw Sounds a wrench fun. in our takes. Oh yeah, Anakin's also multilingual. 
He's yeah, very, on the list, he's on very the list smart. of reasons I love Anakin Skywalker. He's very smart. He's very smart. He's super yeah. intelligent. Yes, can you speak I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there anything else? I mean, this is the last time we'll ever talk about the Phantom Menace, right? Uh, what what do we want to say? Closing Grace really thoughts. wants us to talk about their braids, their hair. As in, uh, as in, I guess, like the the, the terrible Padawan little Padawan braid. Yeah, maybe. Or tiny this, ponytail. This actually would have been my second take, which is Qui Gon Jinn is cool, but they could have gone further. Like they should have gone so they they should have given Qui Gon Jinn like uh, uh, different colored robes or something just to show that he's like a little bit of a rebel within the the Jedi and that. Like, make it clear that he, I think they want him to be like a Han Solo type character, but he's just not, he, he, he's not Han, right? Yeah. But if they'd have gone a different route, then I think it would have added much more to the like, whoa, like Qui-Gon's way out here, like picking up this kid and like pushing Yoda and Mace Windu, who Samuel L. Jackson's in this film. Come on. You can't hate this film. Right. But, but I, I think that they, <laughs> I think to that point, like they, like with Qui-Gon, they're like chasing, Oddly enough, it feels like they're chasing that Alec Guinness energy and like trying mm-hmm. to give like Qui Gon's being played like an Obi Wan Kenobi, even though Obi Wan Kenobi is actually in this movie. In the film. If anyone and, should have had Alec Guinness, it should have been it should have been Ewan McGregor. And I feel like like you could have uh, you could have like a really weird character with maybe like uh, you know uh, some like major Yoda vibes. Right, like have like a real kook in Qui Gon Jinn, somebody who seems like a little unorthodox. Like they make, mm-hmm. uh, they make, uh, they make Yoda seem pretty normal in this movie, and Yoda's just kind of like an old fuddy duddy who's just like, oh, I don't know. Yoda's a bureaucrat. <laughs> I don't know if I want to take. I know I can't do like the out of order stuff, but Yoda's like, oh, this kid, I don't know, he's a little old. A little old to see. And it's like, yo, the Yoda I know on Dagobah is definitely taking this kid on a hundred percent. Uh, so, like, if they're going to sacrifice multiple Muppet suggestions that Ariel thinks I miss Piggy while Deidre says I posied. Your Frank Oz impression is incredible. That's <laughs> what the common thread is. Uh, oh, this kid, I don't know. Here's my I don't think he's a little old. Here's my good <laughs> face on this. You ready? A Star Wars remake of the movie Up with Yoda and Jake Lloyd as a kid. <laughs> tell me, tell me that is not amazing. Yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I think like Yoda's, Yoda's playing it pretty normal. He's a pretty buttoned up Yoda. This is like a Yoda who works on Wall Street. It's like, I don't think we can take the kid. He's like, he's, he's nine? Mmm. <laughs> gotta get him when they're three. Uh, and like, I feel like that energy could have been applied to your leading man to your, to your point, Troy. Like, get, put, push Qui-Gon to that outer rim. Take the Jar energy out. and put it in Qui Gon. It's uh, fine. Yeah, I've been yeah. texted. I've been texted. Oh, I thought it was my wife. <laughs> I really thought it was a babe. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Is yeah. it just a gif of Miss Piggy? No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's the show. It's the it's the podcast that we do. You know, we do bits. Uh, we That's said fine. We, we do some shenanigans here today. Uh, you know, we definitely didn't coin shenanigans. I really thought maybe we had. I was like, oh, that was really clever. And then I looked, I was like, no other people have done shenanigans. So I think we got to back off. Mm. Uh, that's already done. Um, 
So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the Phantom Menace. Eh. You know, uh, it's a movie. I've seen it a lot. I've now talked about it on three podcasts devoted to the Phantom Menace. Um, Zed's oh, never oh, going to watch it again. Just, just reminded me of my 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 biggest question. I know you're trying to wrap up, Josh, but I cannot I leave before I ask this. Question. <laughs> no, I have I have a meeting in a half hour. I'd love to eat some dinner beforehand. Oh, okay, so hurry it up. Get statement. Go. Do it. Troy. Oh my kid. god, Re- cute little kid with really strong force powers, right? Turns out to be really awful for society, right? Yeah. We, we, we saw that. That's Anakin Skywalker. Fast forward to The Mandalorian. Cute little kid with really strong force powers. Oh, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so you're, you're saying that, like, if Yoda saw Grogu and, like, they were like, oh, let's train Grogu, that Yoda would be like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this kid. This baby. <laughs> I don't think it is. I saw that. We saw this before we did. Exactly. I think they should. I Uh think that they should take Grogu and just (laughs) punt him across the galaxy. Uh No. No. Force too strong. (laughs) I've gone too far. I've gone too far. (laughs) The chat's chat's Uh rebelling. Aerodynamic he is. You can finish the podcast now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like a football spiral, he does. <laughs> He's got the shape. <laughs> Zed multitasking, uh, inserting a gif of Rafiki yeeting Simba off of Pride Rock uh, to, <laughs> to, to really underscore, to underline what it is we're suggesting here. Uh, that's for, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I want to be clear it's what I'm suggesting y'all don't need to be pulled into this conspiracy <laughs> bring all the hate to me I yeah. deserve it I'm sorry okay well where can they uh, find you well how did they track you down Troy uh I'm on the discord I'm usually in the casino uh although my name changes quite a bit uh but if you want to follow me if you're listening to this and you're not on the discord hi hello uh you can follow me on twitter at DJ LaBelle Klein I'm sometimes on there. Okay. Zed, what a what a ride, huh? You know, we've got we've got some Star Wars in our plans this week. We're talking some Final Fantasy this week. Zed, uh, uh how how much uh rage are you going to unleash upon me when we talk Final Fantasy 7 later this week? It it might be a fair amount. Yeah. <laughs> there may be some ranting about Wu-Tai. Sure. Yeah. I did I did something bad to Zed for Final Fantasy, but you need to have a pure experience, and I led Zed into a trap. Led Zed <laughs> Several into a traps. Trap. Traps Several on traps. traps. Lots of traps. Lots of traps. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a tra- oh, should you we just, do it? Do you want to do an It's I a Trap that. off real quick? I think I think we could do that. We could do a piece off to end it. We could do oh, no, 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 no. Trap off. There's there, Now there's two votes for trap off. One vote for save it. Ooh. Uh, save it. Save it. Save it. You want to save I, it? Should we save it? Yeah, save it for another guest. You're going to get to that movie. Mm. Save it. Yeah, no, you're right. You have so much Star Wars to talk about. We well, gotta, you have limited Star Wars to talk about and so many podcasts yeah. to do. Yeah, a long time to go. A long time to go. Follow Zed at Hard Rock Hope. We didn't get there. Yeah, uh, that's me. At Hard Rock Hope. 
I'm around. I'm around Howard. This is, that's me. Uh, hey. And you, it, that's that's the Phantom Menace. We had three full podcasts on the Phantom Menace. One could say four because I talked a lot about the Phantom Menace on that first episode. Uh, and it was just me. It's, yeah, it was just like a Phantom Menace monologue. Ooh, the yeah. Phantom monologue. The Phantom monologue. Uh, we made it through uh, four a long time to go so far, uh, three of which were about the Phantom Menace, and we didn't even sing the Phantom of the Opera. I think that that's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually I prepared a bit of Phantom Menace novelization or Phantom of the Opera novelization. It just wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. Oh, that was so, going to be a game. That was going to be. That was going to be a game. It was going to yeah, be a yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it turns out that the the book of the Phantom of the Opera is just really dense and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Darth Raoul. <laughs> yes. That's a very very niche joke. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Really really good. Uh, yeah. If you're a fan of both the Phantom Menace. And the Phantom of the Opera, Darth Just Raul. Just for the people on yes. this podcast. Yeah, yes. very, I, Senator, I feel good about it. I Senator good. Eric, or yeah. good. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. How's it, feel? how's it feel to be done with the Phantom Menace? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I feel, I feel very good about it. I'm really excited to get into Attack of the Clones, which is we're doing some forward looking now. So next week, no podcast, but next week I am watching it live in the Discord. Again, sign up. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Become a member. We have fun times here. Did you, did you not just listen to this podcast? Were you not just like, oh my God, that was really fun? Well, now try imagining it on the other side. All the people who are in the chat room laughing with us. Uh, people in the chat room, did you have fun? You know, let's get that instant feedback. I did, says Deidre. Hell yes, says Ariel. This is instant feedback on this instant. Roger, says Ted. Roger, Star Roger. Trek is awesome, says Ariel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got the wrong thing. Mm. Got the wrong thing. Uh, and we, we even just, an impromptu poll has just occurred. Was this fun? Uh, six votes yes already instantly here. Uh, Husk Whoops. of Corn has already received uh, more <laughs> votes than no. That's how you know it's a good poll when you get the corn in there. Doesn't this seem good? Doesn't this seem fun? Think about signing up. Patreon.com slash recaps. Next week it's Attack of the Clones as a live watch, not a podcast. And so on two notes, one, I'll be thrilled to not have to do a podcast. That'll be fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Take, <laughs> take a week off. That's good. Uh, that's the one, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like, I don't like Attack of the Clones and I have no nostalgia for it. Uh, Attack of the Clones was like, uh, was, uh, you know, I love to talk about my awakenings. Uh, Attack of the Clones was an awakening for me. Attack of the Clones was like, oh no, these are bad. Oh, Uh-oh. oh God. And then had it forced me to reevaluate the Phantom Menace. It was like, ah, oh, no, I got to think a lot about, uh, about, about my, my life. Uh, mm. and, and it got me very upset. So I, I, I have no nostalgia for Attack of the Clones, but I know that there are a lot of people who say it's definitely better than The Phantom Menace. And so I'm looking forward to going in and spending three weeks of podcasts telling those people why they're wrong. <laughs> so obviously Phantom Menace is the better of the two. It's just not close. Josh, don't be drawn in by the dark side. You know, just not, not even close. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. We'll be back in two weeks with Rob. Rob will do the recap with me. Then Kevin and Latanya will be back. And then I don't know who will be here in the in the feedback spot. Do you guys have any um, advice for the next feedbackers? Troy and Zeb. Oh, work, work on your yippies. Well, what, what, is the, 
brush up your yippies. Yeah. Start yeah. studying what, now. Yeah. What is the yippie of Attack of the Clones? Find out and have it have it set and uh, come with different options. It's probably got to be. Uh, I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> yes, probably got to be it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right, friends. This was lovely. This was fun. I had such a good time. This was so much fun. Thank you both for doing this. I was so excited to have the two of you on because one of the things that I love the most about the patron community that we're developing here on Poster Recaps is all like the new friendships. And I stand Zed and Troy as a friendship. You guys are incredible. Uh, and I reached out to both of you. I was like, Zed and Troy on a Star Wars podcast? And you're both like, yes. Yes. This will be fun. <laughs> The text message was just you, me, Zed, January 26th, Star Wars. Yeah. And I was like, yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so here we are. This is just a delight. Just an absolute blast to have done. Oh, um, and Ariel says he stands uh, Zed and Troy's West Wing podcast. Are you doing a West Wing West podcast? West Wing, by the way. Wow. Here is we that go. happening? Episode. The left wing? In our minds right now. I like that. It's definitely so, a continuous bit. It very much exists on the Discord for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's two uh, two people in various parts of the left wing spectrum go back like and it. watch West Wing in 2021. I never saw it. Never did it. Never oh, did it. It's a great oh, podcast. No, do I need to do a West Wing building with you? <laughs> wing building. <laughs> Wing winging building. it, West winging it. Well, West we're just winging goodness. it here. You have a name. You yeah, have to just, do it. We're just <laughs> West winging it here on post show recaps. Uh, Gosh, it's time to stick the landing. All yeah. right. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, West winging it. West winging it. All right. Taking a week off from Star Wars, not taking a week off from podcasting. We've got so many podcasts still happening. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, all of that good stuff. We'll be back in two weeks with more. A long time to go. If you want to watch Attack of the Clones, sign up for the Patreon with me. We'll have a great time. Until then, Corey B, take it away. Goodbye. Bye.